Welcome to The Leadership, a business-focused talk show brought to you by The Vested Group. We talk to entrepreneurs, employees, thought leaders, innovators, dreamers, disruptors, and even our own children about what makes us tick on and off the clock. Welcome to a new edition of The Leadership Podcast brought to you by The Vested Group. You can find out more about us at thevested.com. Uh, my name is Hillary Patterson, and I am here with my lovely co-host, Denise Scarpa, and Hello. we have the honor of interviewing Jason Lavender today. I'm just going to start strong with you, Jason. If you were the CEO of CVG Tomorrow, <laughs> what would you do? Great question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was not expecting this one at all. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> after a lot of considerable thought and internal deliberation, I think what we're missing a lot here at the Best Group is, you know, there's a lot of national holidays out there that, that we really don't observe, mm -hmm. such as we were discussing, you know, National Day of Bacon, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, so right. I think expanding our observation of the true, you know, national holidays mm -hmm. at the Vestry Group would be um, first on my list of things to amend at the best group and and it's it's a very distant second after that one yeah, to be yeah. honest well, with you. I love it I love it and we're in the spirit <laughs> season right now so absolutely <laughs> yep yeah so I we're gonna just roll it back a little bit so. <laughs> go ahead introduce yourself Jason tell us a little bit about you sure sure so Jason Lavender responsible for sales here at the Vestor group I support all the sellers uh, that we have here um, great sales team um, and uh, and really you know my role is to, you know, coach, enable, mentor them throughout sales process. We're very, you know, client facing as far as their role and, and what they contribute to. So really just making sure that they are fully capable and enabled to go out and deliver a great sales experience to our clients. All right. How did you wind up at TVG? Yeah, so some uh, some old friends, um, Ben Alford, who was oh, y'all's really NetSuite rep for years and years and years, uh, and then also uh, Debbie Pollard. Um, so I worked with both of them at a previous firm, um, and they gave me a call, I guess it was in uh, the summer of 2019, and said, hey man, there's this great dynamic firm that does NetSuite here in Dallas, um, and is really kind of looking to expand sales capabilities. Um, and we're, we're really looking for kind of things that I brought to that previous organization as far as what would be a good um, uh, skill gap for us. Um, and uh, so spent the second part of uh, 2019 going through kind of the interview process, landed uh, here February, I think 3rd of 2020. Wow. And yeah. then, uh, uh, immediately went home. I guess it was, we shut the office in March mm -hmm. of yep. 2020 uh, and have been figuring it out ever since. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, it's been a great experience. Um, obviously learning a new organization, learning a new product line um, in the midst of learning a new business model with remote selling and COVID uh, has been a great experience, but one that, uh, you know, the team has been, um, you know, heads down on it and really successful at picking up pretty quickly. So that would be stressful. I didn't think about that all yeah. coming together. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect storm yeah. of uh, calamities. So, yeah, exciting stuff. All right, so a little bit of background on you. Tell us about your family, your siblings, children. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, born in Waco, Texas. Oh, uh, yeah. the one guy, right? I, mean, I, I think, yeah the, yeah, the guy. I was yeah. the guy in 1979, born in Waco, Texas. <laughs> uh, spent all of about a year there. Uh, and then my family uh, moved down to Austin in uh, 1980, so I'll uh, date myself there a little bit. Um, and, yeah. 
Yeah, so one brother, um, and uh, you know, it's it's been great. Um, so he's married. Um, you know, been married for about 10 years. My wife and I have celebrated 21 years this year. So we've got four kids. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been great. Um, my dad, uh, lives out with us in, in, uh, East Texas. He moved out there with us a couple years back. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's communal living and it kind of lives across the street in our guest house, but, uh, having him around and, and available and, you know, you know, there with the grandkids, it keeps mm -hmm. them real, uh, real engaged. And, uh, my brother comes up and, uh, loves to do kind of that country thing, uh, every now and then. So we'll have them up at the holidays, but it's, it's good. We stay connected. We stay tight. Um, my brother's great. Um, he's actually going through seminary right now so he's studying to be a, wow. a, a Lutheran uh, preacher and uh, actually starting his own um, church it's called house churches down in Austin Texas so you know um, real active with that and uh, actually sit on the board of advisors for him for that so it's great to work with him um, on that uh, uh, you know uh, um, initiative as he's trying to get the thing off the ground um, but yeah it's been it's been good wow. so, yeah so oldest one is uh, 17 uh, just like Dean and uh, starting to drive mm -hmm. which is a uh, very um, lots of anxiety around mm -hmm. that uh Coopy is uh 14 and then kaylee is uh 12 and riley's 11. that was a good test on that one so <laughs> it's sometimes <laughs> it's hard to put yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not just it's what time of year is it right, right? so because we kind of have two birthday seasons in our house we have january which my wife is the 15th, uh, Cooper's the 18th, and I'm the 20th. Okay. Uh, and then uh, kind of this May, June, where Riley is May 19th, uh, Jackson is uh, June 10th, uh, and Kaylee is June 15th. I hope I got them all right. So, wow. But, uh, yes. but yeah, yeah, yeah. That we have that, was harder there's this the cool like, three-week period in there where my youngest two, uh, who are 11 months apart, mm. are the same age for three weeks. So, wow. Wow, yeah. your wife. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's a saint. So, <laughs> yeah, that's she crazy. is a saint. So, but yeah, no, it's been great. So if you're talking to strangers or, or even family members, how do you describe exactly what you do? You know, it's, you know, it's funny. I asked this question to my family last night over dinner because, I, I, you know, kind of getting ready for this. Uh, I know this was a two-pronged question. It says, explain to me what I do <clears throat> for, for a living, right? Um, and, 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 man, they got it really close, honestly. You know, I think the whole work-from-home thing is they hear a lot, right. right, as far as my conversations with either uh, folks at the Vested Group or with clients. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, uh, you, know, you know, how they described it or how I describe it, it's, you know, when I think about why I even got into this to begin with, you know, and, and I think, you know, just sit through Kelsey's just a little bit ago, people do not grow up thinking about want to get into sales, but, but I've always been a problem solver, right? I love puzzles and taking things apart and putting them back together. And in sales, um, we're shepherding that process, right? Mm -hmm. As far as clients call you because something's wrong, right? And your job is to figure out What's the best way to go help them fix that problem? And then just have the courage to ask for the money to help them fix it, right? Um, so really, when I think about like the mechanics of what we do, we're problem solvers, right? And that's what really gets me up in the day, you know, uh, early every morning to come in and do this because I love helping people, number one, and I love solving problems. Uh, and this is a great job to, you know, be able to come in and help do that, whether it be help a seller kind of figure out how do they, you know, go do that with a client or actually go help a client go figure out how to solve that problem. Either way, um, it's helping people and 
helping them solve their problems. So uh, that's how I would describe it. Um, and, and and my kids were really close. Obviously, they put the technology spin on it and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, all that. But uh, at the end of the day, they really get what daddy is trying to do with his life. That's so, good. That's yeah. really good. That's good. Yeah. You would say that's the number one reason you come to work? Absolutely. Yeah. Problem solving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So aside from the conversation of making it rain for our yeah. company, right? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's the what, the how, and the why, right? Um, you know, obviously what we do is we want to put people to work every day, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we're a people company. Company, right um, and, and what we sell is is their expertise and their time right so it's you know developing a great personal relationship with our consultants to get to know their stories their experiences what they're afraid of what they're great at right and then positioning that to our clients as people right because at the, at the end of the day the Vesta group is the people um, so you know, getting to know those people and then being hyper motivated to go and make their life better by making sure they have great projects and great clients to go and work with. Uh, that's super motivating. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's 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 but it's, at the same time, it's finding that great balance of making sure we're doing you know great stewards of our company and and, uh, you know, always making sure we're putting our best foot forward to our clients. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of good whys on why it is to come into this office. So. Those are good answers, too. Those are good. And, then, you know, make, and make, it make it rain. Yeah. The sales guy, you got to make it rain. <laughs> so if you didn't grow up wanting to be a salesperson as a kid, what did you want to be? I want to be a cowboy. All right. Yeah. You're doing that, right? Trying. Part, yeah. Trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm in training on that one. So what, what, what exactly? Tell me what cowboy training looks like. You bet. You bet. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of frustration. Um, no. So, um, you know, we made the decision. So my wife actually comes from this Western, you know, kind of lifestyle background. She's from Eastern Oregon um, and her family's got a couple of big cattle ranches up there. So she kind of grew up in this world. Um, and about six years ago, um, she and I made the decision. We had kind of bought a place out in the country and, and we're kind of going out there on the weekends to get away and get away from everything in the city, you know, and kind of be able to, you know, decompress and disconnect, you know, disconnect. Um, and slowly but surely the, the neighbor's place kept coming for sale and we just kept buying the place just over the fence. Next thing you know, we put together a little cattle ranch out there. And, uh, so we had a conversation and made a decision and we really like it out there. And, uh, um, so we made a decision to move out there. Um, so we started the Lavender, uh, the Lavender Ranch and Lavender Livestock Company uh, back in 2015. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been a, just a tremendous exercise in trial and error um, and leveraging the neighbors uh, around us to learn um, from things that they've done and spent, you know, because it feels like everybody around us is from there and live there and maybe their parents are from there. So everyone knows like all the intricacies of what it takes to raise cattle in that particular, you know, environment, right? Because it's different everywhere. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, there is no manual. There's no playbook. Um, you're dealing with nature a lot of times. So mm -hmm. you can go put that plan together all you want. Uh, and, and whether or not um, it gets you know to come to fruition or not has nothing to do with you a lot of times. So you just go out there and put together the best plan you can, um, put together the best herd of cattle that you can, and take the best care of them possible, right? Because the healthier they are, uh, the more they're going to produce. The more they produce, the more you're going to make it rain. So, um, but uh, you, you, you learn really quickly that that is not a business of dollars and cents and X's and O's. That is a labor of love. Right? right, because you know when I think back to earlier this year, and you know everything's frozen in Texas mm -hmm. inexplicably, right? Um, and you've got to go out there three or four times a day uh, with your tractor and break the ponds up because it's got five inches of ice, and with that ice on there, the cattle can't drink. Um, you realize real quickly if you're in this for the money, 
um, you're in it for the wrong reason, right? Because there's your a hourly the, rate is going. The down. hourly rate goes down every time you fire that tractor up, right? Or every time you leave the house to go doctor yeah. something sick. So you better be really into being great stewards of livestock and land uh, to be in that business. And I can tell you that the lessons that we've learned out there, um, not necessarily from a finance and economics perspective, um, but from an ad, you know adversity and how do you overcome that and how do you think on your feet? How do you be a problem solver? And how do you just be able to plug and play into any scenario, whether it be a machinery problem, an animal problem, uh, 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 um, you know, a grass and forage problem, right? I mean, you've got to be able to solve so many problems out there sometimes all at the same time uh -huh. um, that it's a great exercise in dexterity really from a mental capacity percent. i never really thought about the free how the freeze affected you out there I mean, yeah. all of us around here were just worried about our pools freezing over that, you were yeah, having absolutely. a party about yeah, your livestock was, uh, and stuff we were that's putting, crazy we were putting hay out um while the snow was coming down we had mm -hmm. mama cows uh giving birth um oh, in the wow. snow we were trying to burn brush piles to create heat uh yeah. for them so it, it's it's your your lens changes dramatically when you're yeah. responsible for you know all these beating hearts out there and mm -hmm. you know it's uh, you know on the on the show the Yellowstone you hear John Dutton say that ranching is the only industry where just making it to the next season uh, and breaking even that's the goal mm -hmm. uh, so survival is yeah. the goal you know so is it cattle, just cattle that you guys raise it's or? cattle and horses right so we we've, okay. we've uh, my my daughter and I uh, my, none of my sons are really into horses my wife is is really into horses from a from a um, you know, kind of emotional connection. She's great with exercising them and just making sure that they're in a good mental place. Uh, then my daughter and I kind of picked up Western sports uh, around the same time we moved out there. Um, so we do a lot of the rodeo uh, events as far as the timed event side. My daughter does uh, barrel racing and is picking up roping. Um, and then I picked up team roping uh, about five years ago and have been pretty competitive of that. Um, you know, throughout that time, taking me a lot of cool places. Um, got to meet some great people, great mentors in that process. Got to partner with some great organizations like the uh, uh, Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is one of the uh, companies that I represent when I'm out roping. Um, so it's, uh, you know, again, um, when you think about uh, a, a sport, right? Take any sport. Um, um, but then later on, um, that one of the photographers and people I said, "Oh, we work with kids and animals." Uh, we're working with three animals in that one, right? Mm -hmm. you got, you know, obviously, I've got my horse. My partner has his horse, and we're working with the steer that we're trying to make a really good time on. And at the same time, you're trying to take care of this horse and not put this horse in a bad situation where he can't perform well or she can't perform well. And likewise, right? So it's all these moving pieces that have to come together in perfect harmony. So it's you know, again, going back to problem solving and reading situations. Um, it's it's been a you know that's also been a great exercise in learning um, and being that kind of career student, um, but then also being very in tune with not only the people around you, but all the influencing factors around you, whether it be animal or otherwise. So, um, and it's, quickly, but to do it really quickly when yeah. you're, you're right. doing that. Yeah, yes, yeah, you got about four seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four seconds to make it all hit right. So, absolutely. That's so. awesome. We need to have a show, like a performance. Yeah, he needs his own reality show. Well, you know, he needs to bring us <laughs> to show to the office, like we can watch him. You know, or we just to make a field trip. Field trip. Okay, yeah. that might be easier. Yeah. Maybe that's TVG either way. Field yeah. trip. We can Wait, I think that's a new first. holiday. Oh, I think so. I yeah. First order National of Western Heritage Day. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. There you go. At Lavender Farm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Lavender yeah. Ranch. Yeah. Come on out anytime. There so. you go. Perfect. Bring your mud boots. So. Yeah. Those those would not work, by the way. Okay. Well, you know, we have another pair. <laughs> back, I, have more, I have more boots at home. I have holes in them. There you go. No, those have. Yeah, they do. Okay. All right, so at work, though, what would you say your favorite workplace tradition is? You know, there's a couple, um, but you know, as someone who's 
second love language is words of affirmation, right? Um, I think the cheers for Pierce thing is a great thing, right? I think it's a great way because it's so easy to just, hey, man, thanks so much for doing that. Or, you know, Denise, thanks so much for taking care of that. But the, the, the publicity that comes along with cheers for Pierce, right? And the fact that it's almost like that handwritten thank you note from back in the day, mm -hmm. right? That nobody does anymore. Well, except for Morgan from Petra. Shout out to you, Morgan. Um, uh, you know, to me, it's that, it's that modern handwritten thank you note that says, hey, man, thanks so much for taking care of that and doing that above and beyond what you do right now. I think the fact that we associate it so closely, closely to our core values, um, I think it just really, when you go through and you scroll through that in Slack and you see all the cheers for peers that's out there and all the people that are going above and beyond on a daily basis and the people that are going out of their way to recognize mm -hmm. that, uh, that's a self-feeding engine of our culture, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So um, I look at cheers for peers as probably um, you know, one of the most unique things I've seen in my career that I've never seen at another company is a public kind of Slack chat channel um, where you can where you can go out there and get give some shout outs to, to people who really deserve it. Yeah, so. I like the I like the way you looked at that, like just handwritten like thank you notes on a daily basis to somebody who did something. So that's, Absolutely, that's a really good it, give, it, it really gives you you know a, you know as someone who can you know tries to look at the company through a single lens sometimes just tell me where we're at with everything. Uh, it's a great place to go and just kind of see where everybody's at because you see what everybody's working on, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you see the, the, the collaboration that's happening. Yeah, who's working um, with who? <laughs> yeah, who's working with who yeah. and who's working on what, right? Yeah. So it's a great just tool to go, you know, see how's the company doing, right? Because if it's quiet, you're wondering what, what's, people are heads down and something's wrong mm. out there in the world right now. Um, but when that company's really humming, you, that thing's just popping off all right. day, every day. It's great right. to see. So. so what is, is there something that you wish people knew about you that we don't already know? Uh, something people would know about me that wouldn't know. I, I think it's just, you know, um, the uh, the Western lifestyle thing to me, it, it's it's interesting and, it, and it's a little, it's it's a little you know tough to relate to sometimes just because mm -hmm. people are pretty removed for it. I mean, people know where they get their beef from and that type of stuff. But um, I think just understanding the the passion um, and the uh, and the energy that goes into that um, as a as a as a hobby mm -hmm. um, is uh, I mean I think it's really unique and I think you know. Raising our kids out there um, has been such a great experience, right? Because um, you know, you know, for ten years they were in Frisco, Texas, right, which mm -hmm. is a great place, beautiful place, and we mm -hmm. loved it there, right? Um, but the experience out there, um, you know, I think I've always kind of gravitated towards kind of that old way of kind of growing up, and I mean, you know, we all kind of grew up in a different time, mm -hmm. right? Um, so going outside and staying outside all day, and like, don't get me wrong, all my kids are into video games, they love the Xbox, mm -hmm. and they love YouTube, they they love it all. But, but when they do get done with it, to be able to go out and just go explore and dig in the dirt. Like my youngest son, uh, we were weaning calves over the weekend. Um, and it was funny because I guess it was the last week or the week before, he had made a comment about um, that daddy's the only one that does kind of the, the nasty work here at the ranch, right? That when it gets, Sweet, yeah. Yeah, when it gets a little, when it gets a little yeah. mucky, right? Um, and honestly, it's, it's the other way around. My wife does the majority of the, <clears throat> of the work around our place, including some of the really challenging work. So um, kind of helping him understand the gender roles in farm and ranching. Um, we had a great opportunity this last weekend because he was the one that was helping us uh, wean calves, which is a big sorting exercise where you're trying to hold the calves but let the mamas go, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we purposefully made him uh, kind of go out there and participate with us so he can see 
what, you know, what his what his mother contributes to this, right? Because yeah. I, I think you know, in, 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 in we're not going to get political here, but you know, we fight gender roles in our world today dramatically. We, we fight for equality, right? We we fight for fairness. Uh, we fight for equal wages, right? Um, go go to a farm or a ranch and watch that family, right? Because mm -hmm. it is every single member of that family has got an oar in the water pulling weight, right? Um, and so. I, I think that's what I would want people to know about us is that, you know, it's, it's, it's as much as, you know, we, we love this modern world and love coming to the city and love the technology at the end of the day, it's, it's uh, we are striving to, to, to raise really great people to, you know, to kind of go off into this world for us, so. The irony right. being that everybody outside of Texas thinks that we all live actually how you live. <laughs> right. When you're trying to yeah. explain to us what you do, we're just like, wow, yeah. 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 crazy, but yeah. yeah, everybody from Texas, oh yeah, you all ride horses? Yeah, everybody rides yeah. horses yeah. to work. Yeah, there's Absolutely. Everywhere. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that would be the, 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 the new, the, the new, the new yeah. Horse parking yes, at the at the parking lot. So yes. or trailer parking maybe. Maybe there just trailer go, parking. So. <laughs> yeah, Three something months. to tie them up to and just we'll be back in you know, know seven or eight hours, buddy. Yeah. For, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So all right. Is it is it my turn? I think so. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we are, I, I'm going to skip enjoy what you do at, when you're not at work because I think we got it. I think we got it. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. This might be a good farming thing. Okay. So can you tell me what the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? It could be a farming store or a ranching It's going to be a farming one, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it's a funny, um, you know, siloed instance or anything, but um, you know, when when mama cows have their their calf, right? So, you know, not not every cow is created equally. Not everybody wants to take care of that baby, right? Um, so we had we had a a, a first time mama um, give birth. Uh, I guess it was about four or five months ago, and she wanted nothing to do with that baby, right? Which all of a sudden means now that is your baby to take care of, right? Mm -hmm. and it's called a bottle baby, right? Um, and my wife is 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 so great with these bottle caps and we always say the second something gets a name on our place it never leaves right mm -hmm. most bottle babies on our place end up with a name yeah right because yeah. it's you spend um, a disproportionate amount of time mm -hmm. caring for these animals right, right. Yeah. Um, so we have two right now um, and um, one is Pika is the one other one? Names? Yep. <laughs> so one is Pika and the other one's Boo because they were stall mates oh, so Pika Boo that's funny. Um, and Pika and Boo do not like to be separated at all, right? Um, and but um, we keep them right up by our house. Um, and Boo, who is the uh, the second one, is very um, uh, talented at getting through the fence into our yard. Um, oh. So you go out there in any given morning, and, and there's the five dogs. And Boo, right, laying in the yard just like he's one of the dogs, so right? Like the freshest grass Aww. over there or something? Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I think he just likes being close because he will see my wife from several hundred yards away and he comes running, right? Aww. And he's a. That's the he's a, thing I've ever heard. It, it really is. And I, I, that's one of the pictures I'll share with you okay, is okay. him in the yard and she just kind of leaning on him. Uh, and and because he's 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 a dog at this point, right? Yeah. And one of these days he's, he's going to be about an 1,800-pound dog. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is um, scary, but uh, but but just to just to see that little you know this because I mean he's a he's a Brahmin, right? So he's got these yeah. big long floppy ears. He doesn't look oh, like a normal funny. cow, right? He's got a big hump on the 
back, right? Yeah. These are normally very intimidating, you know, a breed mm -hmm. of animal, right? They're very normally pretty aggressive. Um, and to see this thing, I've got some great pictures of her just sitting on the ground and he's laying with his head in her lap, right? Oh. I mean, it's just, so it's all these just hilarious moments. Um, but I think the funniest one was lately is, um, so we were doing a little add-on project for my son um, because he didn't have his own room, so we are doing a little add-on. So the construction crew that was out there, you know, they're out working in the yard and, and um, boo, he's just coming in the yard. And you'd look out there and he'd be in their hip pocket. You know, yeah. just messing with them, or yeah. just all oh, just wondering what's uh, going what's on. Doing? And the first day or two, they're like, you know, the cow's out, and we're like, oh, it's fine. But by the oh. end of it, they're feeding the cow, <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like any other dog at any other construction site, right? So, it's just, I don't know, there's just a, you know a ton of humor in it, but it's an incredibly endearing story about, you know, just a very yeah. you know, baby that the mama didn't want, but mm -hmm. my wife sure wanted. I know, living his right. best life. He is. Yeah. Totally, believe me when I say Boo is living his best life. <laughs> Boo's never going anywhere. Boo. He's like the fourth one of these that we've had. So, and we've still got the original one out there that's Fred. Um, so you, he could bring those. In the I, he could bring yeah. that to work. Boo right. could totally oh, come to the like office. Bring your cow yes. to work day. You bring your cow to work day. Yeah. Might oh. be a great, you know, new holiday okay. for the vested group. I love so, that one. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just when you think about the irony of it. Um, and, and just the ridiculousness of it. It's really the Brahmin, but just randomly, where, mm -hmm. where we live, there's all, all the years we've gone there, there's a herd of Brahmin bulls. Is it and, they're, and they're freaking gigantic. They're You're enormous. Right. They're, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so beautiful. when this dude gets to be that size and still trying to lay in her lap, we'll see how yeah. funny it is then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that could be some just, more house repair damage right there. I absolutely. Think. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the original one we have was Fred. And my daughter, to this day, Fred's about 1,700 pounds right now. Mm. And, he, and he actually stays out with our Brahmin herd. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, to see her out there, my daughter especially, because he'll, if and my, my daughter goes out in the field, Fred will leave whatever he's doing and come up and, and he'll stand there so she can just rub on him. And, and we've got several pictures of, her, of him laying on the ground in his grandeur and she's sitting in the crook of him reading him a story. Aww. And he's just laying yeah. there and she's got her hat on his head. And okay, this is, okay. It's just, I know, these this bottle is babies, yeah. as much as you put into them, you get so much more out of them just from, my kids will tell those stories for the rest of their life. I'm going to get one of those. I, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, well, I keep I telling my husband I want some goats and chickens, but I might have to add cows to that, yeah. too. You he hasn't said yes to the goats what and chickens. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I don't know if yeah. I'm going to get a yes with a cow, but we'll Absolutely. see. We just won't yeah. tell the eggs we got away. some you can borrow. So, <laughs> very, very tame. So. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Jason Lavender, <laughs> for being so our guest on the Leadership Podcast today. We really appreciate you being here. Gold star. Gold yeah, star? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Yep. Thank you, guys. So, appreciate if you would like any more information on the Vested Group, please visit our website at thevested.com. Thanks, Thanks for watching. Thank you.